Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling Magazine. In today's EW Executive Insight Podcast, we'll be talking with Leander John Antoven, the founder of Brightswitch, a fascinating company that helps electrical distributors and other electrical professors track utility rebate programs in their local markets. We'll be talking with Leander today about the wave of rebates for electric vehicles that's now sweeping the nation. Welcome to the podcast, Leander. Thank you, Jim. Leander, I know electrical wholesaling's readers would like to learn a bit about your background. Did your expertise in lighting and rebates for lighting equipment lead you to an interest in the electric vehicle market? I think that's a very good question. So first, I think I should uh, explain a little bit of my background. Um, So I I usually start that by explaining um, where this funny accent comes from, because people always want to know that first and they want to get that out of the way. So I'm from the Netherlands. I grew up there. I went to college at the Delft University of uh, Technology, getting my master's degree in mechanical engineering. And then in 2000, uh, no, in 1993, I started working for Philips Lighting for 16 years. So yeah, I started in in Eindhoven in the Netherlands at, at headquarters. And then I, uh, I worked at almost every lighting manufacturing plant that Philips uh, used to have there in the Netherlands. Um, and, and, th- and then they moved me around a lot uh, beyond the Netherlands. I, I worked in Poland. Um, I worked for a couple of years in Belgium. And then at some point, I think it was 2004, uh, Philips Lighting asked us to move to the United States with the family. So I worked then at Philips headquarters here in Somerset, New Jersey for another four years. And in those four years at headquarters here in the US, I worked in product management for ceramic metal halide lamps, uh, which was the newest of the newest technology. Yeah, Yeah, very efficient, but it was very expensive, uh, very expensive lamp. So in order to offset the cost, we, we heard about these utilities mm-hmm. and we were like, okay, let's try to get those. Mm-hmm. I quickly noticed that everyone was struggling with the topic. Uh, people did choose the wrong products that were not eligible or um, they didn't know where the monies were, which programs there were, the best rebate programs were, uh, how to fill out the paperwork or is pre-approval required? All kinds of issues were there. Very few people would have the knowledge. And uh, at some point I came to the idea, hey, let, let me start a business around it uh, because I have so much lighting knowledge. I have a big network in the lighting and um, let me really get build up knowledge about rebates and build a business of, uh, about that. And that's what I did. So in 2008, I resigned from Philips, started Brightswitch uh, in Princeton, New Jersey. You were next to the university here, yeah, sure. literally next. And we're still based there in the same office as 14 years ago. And, um, yeah, so we don't sell products. We do not do, so we don't sell labor. Um, we really focus 100% uh, of our time on, on service. Are you finding that with all your background in the lighting, the contacts that you've developed, that in some cases they are the same people that are looking for information on electric vehicles that during your time with Philips or even, and also with Brightswitch that they were looking for information on lighting products as well as electrical vehicle uh, rebates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, that's a good question yeah. because it has been a journey yeah. <laughs> from yeah. lighting to EV yeah. charging, station rebates yeah. and so. so. So let me tell you a little story here, uh, Jim. So... Initially, 14 years ago, we started with rebate processing, doing the paperwork, getting for real projects, 
the rebate monies, and it was 99% uh, lighting projects at that time in the United States and Canada, er everywhere. Now, in order to, to pursue uh, those rebates and do the project management, the paperwork properly, we had to build um, our own proprietary database for lighting mm -hmm. um, to, to, to know where the monies are and easily find it and, and manage that. So um, then after a couple of years, I think it was like seven years ago, we started noticing that there were still a fair amount of distributors and also contractors and so that continue to do the rebates in-house. Uh, they didn't want to outsource it to all of them, but some wanted to do it in-house. Mm -hmm. So we then thought, hey, uh, since they're struggling to find these monies, but want to do it themselves, why don't we start to sell the subscription type basis, our database to these distributors and contractors. So they have access to it and uh, and then they can easily find these, these, these monies. Yeah. Now, we called it Rebate Pro and uh, we started offering that and it was a big success. So that was a second service that, that we that we offered. And, you know, till like a year and a half ago, it was for lighting. Mm -hmm. However, the, um, we noticed uh, that uh, some of the distributors and contractors that we work with uh, for lighting, they came to us and said, hey, some of our customers are asking about EV charging stations. Oh, okay. Because that's mm -hmm. becoming, and uh, there seems to be uh, all these monies out there, but you can't find it. Mm -hmm. So we then started to, to investigate the topic and build um, Rebate Pro, the database software. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically for the EV charging stations. Yeah. So that's how we came into that. When you when you look at the the, uh, the rebate programs uh, that are out there, are in addition to the uh, charging equipment, are, are the uh, rebates for the uh, just for the entire system? Any other products that go along with it, or is it just specifically for the uh, chargers? The when I, what I've seen over the years with rebate programs. Uh, they basically follow the technology. So when new technologies come into the marketplace, um, the rebate programs start to follow. They see that and think, oh, we need to offer a rebate. And they start with custom rebates for it. And then later on, it becomes more prescriptive. Now, what I've seen with lighting over and over and over as well, the new lighting technologies, um, that in the beginning, the rebate programs were all over the place because technology is new. And every rebate program starts to invent the web. Yeah. And the latest, for instance, we've seen that with network lighting controls, mm -hmm. which is very new, very different. Yeah. And there were like 20 different approaches out there. But over time, they started to convert ah, yeah. the most you know, appropriate mm -hmm. ways of, of doing the program design. Mm -hmm. So now we basically now with EV charging stations, I think, in this early phase mm -hmm. where the rebate programs are all over. So uh, they still need to, to converge to, to, to more common sense and, or to, to more common ways of, um, of doing them. So when, when you look at a helicopter view today, there's basically programs that give monies for the um, equipment, the EV charging stations, the equipment, and there's the, these other type of programs that um, that they call, for instance, the make ready uh, programs, the oh. make ready elements uh, that they incentivize. And that means, uh, or it can even be a combination of the two, obviously. Now that second program where 
that the make ready programs, what they do is they give money to pre-wire the electrical infrastructure. Oh, okay. Yeah. So to mm -hmm. make the, the facility ready for mm -hmm. EV charging. So um, think about service panels that you get money for the service panels or the junction boxes, yes. boxes or the transformers or the meters or the wiring, that kind of thing. I can see why electrical distributors and contractors get excited about that piece of the rebate program as well as the charging equipment itself. It's a big, there's some good business there for them, I would imagine, on that that rebates uh, on that end of the business. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it sounds like, you know, so you, as you mentioned, you've had, you had some distributors and contractors coming uh, to you about these programs. How have you seen the over the past uh, couple years, 18 months? Uh, what is the level of knowledge been out there in the market for? You had your early pioneers out there that came and said, hey, this is, but how's it gone since then? How wide does it seem to spread? How, how common is it that uh, distributors and contractors know about these programs in your experience? Okay. Yeah, first I have to be really clear to yeah. you, uh, Jim, yeah. that uh, the rebate uh, for EV charging stations mm -hmm. are totally, and then I mean totally 100% different mm -hmm. from the rebate programs that are out there so far for energy efficiency, mm -hmm. lighting or air conditioning terms. The only thing that's basically the same is the word rebate. Other than <laughs> that, forget yeah. everything you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's different programs. The, the type of language that is being used, where to find them is different. Uh, the administrators are, mm -hmm. yeah. So, so the bottom line is for distributors starting fresh into looking into these rebates for the EV charging stations, it, it's like starting from scratch. It can be really overwhelming for quite a while and it will take a lot of time. Yeah, so, so also here we, we at Brightswitch because we obviously had a lot of knowledge about rebates. We do that every day, every day. Mm -hmm. we, we really had to, to, to start from scratch. And yeah. it was not easy. You know, we, you've mentioned there's some similarities in the rebate programs out there. Um, do you have you seen any program specifically that you might want to mention that has really kind of stands out above the others, either in terms of being innovative, helpful, or just that wow, that that's very different from others that I've run across yet? Yeah, so so let me start first by saying again, it, it's it's pretty much the wild west out yeah. here. <laughs> uh, there's a huge variety of programs uh, for for these EV charging stations, and at first people need to know. Um, that there's different rebate programs based on the on on, on the level of charging, mm -hmm. the, the level of the charging station. So you have a level one, two, and three. Level one being the 120 volt, pretty simple units for residential use, slow charging. Um, then you have the level two, which is the 240 volt for both residential or commercial use. They're faster. And then you have the level three, the super fast uh, DC chargers uh, that you will find along the highways to really fill up quick now and 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 then you have the um, topic that the that the rebates can come from so many different sources so obviously the utilities but also from the county or the city or even the air quality districts in california okay um, yeah. or federal yeah oh. so they yeah. come come from lots of uh, different sources mm -hmm. Um, and they can be based on different things. If they are prescriptive, they can be based on the dollar amount per charger or per port mm -hmm. or per station and so on. And then I wanted to share, it's surprising how many 
of these new programs have become available uh, lately. I also thought that it might be interesting, Jim, if, if you would like to hear that some statistics about TV charger rebates, the, the dollar amounts typically. Oh, very so. much so. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for, for level two residential chargers across the US, the typical amount is like $500 as, as an average. A level two commercial charger, people can get a lot more money for that because they're a lot more expensive and sophisticated. You're looking around $2,200. And then the level three commercial chargers, there, there the rebates can be through the roof, like up to thirty-two thousand wow. uh, dollars on average. And also, what we also always track is the um, the percentage of the United States that is covered by these rebates. Yeah. And how we typically do that is by looking at the number of zip codes that is being covered by each of the rebate programs. Oh, That's how we track. Wow. You, is that something that you have to break? And that must be quite a database. You've broken it down to that. Um, and, and we have been doing that for lighting already for years. And now we're doing this also for the V-charges. And th th then you can get a real sense of how widespread are these rebates there, you know, over the US. So when you look at a, a level two commercial chart, more or less half of the country, 51% of all the zip codes does have wow. some kind of program yeah. today. Um, so, and, and that's the most widespread, most important one. Mm -hmm. uh, but then the level three, still a, a good 37% of the country has yeah. coverage for rebate programs. So it's, it's, it's big. I just want to interject uh, for our, our listeners out there. Uh, Leander's done a great job with an article describing some of these, breaking down the levels rebates for chargers, both in some material uh, available at uh, www.rightswitch.com and also an article that he wrote for Electrical Wholesaling in our January-February issue on the electric vehicle uh, rebates. And you could, a good primer in addition to our conversation. Today. Uh, you know, I mentioned in that article, Leander, you, meant, you mentioned that the uh, most widely available funding source is the federal federal 30C tax credit. And I was surprised at how much of the country is covered by additional rebates from utilities, municipalities. Uh, you mentioned before in California, the air, it was a, it was a different organization that I had not, was not familiar with. Yeah, the yeah. air quality district. I had, was not familiar with that. So uh, that, that was, uh, there's really quite a bit out there and I could see the service that you, uh, that you provide. Uh, utility can use rebates, ultimately sell more electricity. If they get more in, they'll eventually be selling in the charging station, but uh, perhaps some others might, there might be some different reasons. I wonder if you could kind of sketch that scenario out for our listeners today. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you're right, Jim, that the most important, obviously, is the utilities that they see that there is another source of revenue that they can create here for the future. Uh, but also think about uh, multifamily apartment buildings where the owners uh, want to keep their residents happy or think about malls that want to keep the customers that are shopping happy but charging their car in, in, in the meantime. Think about fast food restaurants. Uh, I hear from fast food franchisees that since, uh, you know, it's a trend over the years already, specifically since the pandemic, that their parking lots are underutilized because people now tend to pick up their food from the fast food restaurant more than that they eat inside. Oh, sure. So they have all this parking space that they don't really use. And they say, okay, you know, for the people that eat in our restaurant, we, we now have plenty of space that they can charge their car in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So there's all these these different things. And then to, to jump out in a totally different uh, direction, um, think about city governments that uh, sometimes try to fix some of the, the large inequalities that they see, you know, in, in with low income neighborhoods where they then want to promote EV charging stations to lift up those neighborhoods a little more and help them more. Or uh, lastly, think about um, states, you know, in particular, obviously in the Northeast in California. And so um, that are really focused on reducing carbon emissions and, and use this as a as a, as a way to do is, is there anything that uh, distributors, other electrical professionals need to know about how uh, they fund their uh, EV program? Anything different from lighting? I know in lighting, uh, you know, okay, it's once it's they, what's all used up, then they're, you know, they have to wait to, you know, apply again. I, I take it. It's similar in EVs or anything different on the funding of them on that? Yeah. So also the funding works differently for the EV charging rebates versus the energy efficiency rebates. So with energy efficiency, the most common thing we see is that it is 12 month programs, either per calendar year, January till December, mm-hmm. or let's say from June one year till May the next year, that kind of a calendar year. Um, and that's also the case with EV charging stations. However, we, we do see much more with EV charging stations that the monies are gone much more quickly. Oh, yeah. because there is, there's, you know, the, the funding levels versus the demand for these monies mm-hmm. is sometimes totally out of whack um, and can be off. So they, they can be depleted sometimes very quickly. You're sometimes talking month, a couple of months or even a few weeks where, where they're gone. Is there, um, you know, with all the talk about the infrastructure bill, talk about EV charging stations that have some of the legislation, are there any other are utilities been able to tap into any new sources of funding on, on a federal level for these rebate programs? Yeah, yes, absolutely. The, the federal government is pouring in lots of money mm-hmm. as well in the expansion of the EV charging uh, network. So for instance, uh, last year, Congress passed uh, a, a $1 trillion mm-hmm. bipartisan infrastructure bill. Mm-hmm. And in that bill, $7.5 billion was allocated to fund the installation mm-hmm. of a lot of EV charging stations. Mm-hmm. The Biden administration announced that they will allocate $5 billion out of that um, to the states. And oh. the states can basically mm-hmm. submit at this moment till, till the end of July, I think it is, oh. uh, their request mm-hmm. uh, um, for these federal monies and make plans for these these money oh. and that's out of so that's uh, out of the 7.5 billion 5 billion state they break it down states and then they have to decide how they want to fund use those to best fund the installation of these highway than the uh, charging state stations uh, grid yeah interesting yeah, exactly. as you're working with uh, distributors and contractors and other electrical professionals what are some of the biggest obstacles they're encountering in working with these ev rebate programs first that comes to mind is, is a lack of understanding mm-hmm. uh, at the side of the distributor because these rebate programs as i mentioned are so new so different so they have to build that knowledge mm-hmm. um second the second obstacle is that you, you don't just can look simply at the utilities only, like they used to do with energy yeah. efficiency. However, here you need to figure out all the other sources mm-hmm. from 
as I said, the county, the city, yeah. the, the state, federal, you know, um, and even to complicate that further, mm. um, with EV charging rebates, you sometimes can tap into only one of those programs. However, if there, in, in some other cases, you can uh, tap into two or three and you can build, um, you know, you, you can have uh, each of them. And the, the complication with, if you only can tap into one, you have to compare them all to see which one is best. Yeah, so yeah. it's really confused. So there's there's a yeah. there's a number of obstacle calls before oh. you really know what you're talking. But the, with some of the distributors you've worked with, who've kind of figured a way to navigate it, do they have a rebirth expert or sherpa out there, or do they expect their salespeople to have a general level of knowledge of these products? You see that there is a lot of different. Either uh, the first uh, approach is that the distributor uh, can say, "Hey, I um, I do it in house," or that they push it on the customer and say, yeah. "Hey, you have." rebates you know i don't yeah. or they can outsource it they also for mm -hmm. instance to a company like us like sure. bright switch mm -hmm. that we do everything and then also i would uh, say there is a, a do-it-yourself approach where the distributor still does the rebates in-house but they use for instance software from us mm -hmm. that helps them to find all these programs easily yep. to sure. make them more efficient if they do it in. do you at bright switch do you work with any of the electrical companies that are making charging equipment yeah yeah we also work with uh, ev charging station manufacturers and then uh, either through them or you know directly we, we help the distributors and contractors and if, if you are a distributor and you are serious about getting into this emerging technology and yep. build a business there mm -hmm you have to address the rebate topic because mm -hmm. there's so much money out there mm -hmm. and also it, you cannot ignore it. Your customers will expect from you that you have answers there because they, they know there's monies out there. They yep. read it, they, they see it on television mm -hmm. and everything. So you have to address it. Now, if, um, if you look at working with us, like you asked, um, how can we work together and, and help them mm -hmm. making this easy? The distributor basically has two options to partner up with us on the rebate topic for these mm -hmm. EV chargers. The first topic, the first approach is to, um, to do it yourself so that the distributor continues to do the rebate paperwork themselves um, and that they subscribe to our so-called rebate pro database that helps their staff to easily find the rebates for these uh, charging stations. This makes the, the, their staff a lot more efficient mm -hmm. that they don't have to search the internet for hours and weeks at a time, but always have the latest rebate info for these stations at their fingertips. That's, that's a, a good model to consider. Another model to work with us is to outsource it entirely, mm -hmm. say, hey, Either I want to keep my existing rebate staff focused on lighting and so that they yeah. used to do, and you know, this is separate, they don't have time for this, or if they don't have any people to begin with for this, because they may make a lot more money on doing selling products. Um, and in that case, they basically can outsource this whole topic to us. So anytime that they have an opportunity to sell mm -hmm. these charging stations, they mm -hmm. would reach out to us and say, hey. This is the location. This is what I want to do. Uh, mm -hmm. Might there be monies available? Yeah, yeah. 
we try to estimate it and get them information basically everything that's known close the deal and then at the time when the deal closes they um, they introduce us to the customer or we can work through the distributor and we do that they are turnkey we're fine with that too i don't care much uh, but basically at that point that we, we start doing all the paperwork and the beauty of this approach is that the it doesn't cost the distributor any money because we get them compensated by taking a percentage fee contingency based for, uh, out of the rebate checks that we would collect oh. before we send them to the customer mm -hmm. so yeah. again either subscribe to the yeah. to the databases and do mm -hmm. it in-house and make it yourself a lot easier or outsource it entirely those are the two things two-tiered approach and it makes sense it's all about how they can best invest their their, their team's time the sales speed rather have them out selling than chasing around rebate claims when you have expert like yourself that can do it a lot more efficiently it's a return on investment equation i guess yeah exactly yeah, yeah. well leonard i certainly enjoyed talking with you today about the the world of electric vehicle rebates and how BrightSwitch has come up with a fascinating uh, new set of solutions for our audience out there. So thanks for joining us today. Our, for our listeners out there, if you need to learn more about uh, what BrightSwitch is doing on it, please go to their website. You can go to www.brightswitch.com. As we mentioned a little bit earlier, they also wrote a great article for electrical wholesaling in our January, February issue. So I, I thank you for your time today. Linder, thanks for joining us today. I hope we can do some more of these podcasts in the future as BrightSwitch continues to grow. Thank you, Jim. It was really fun to work with you on this interview. I appreciate it. Thank you yeah. again.